Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. It's Tuesday, March 28th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Rural areas are losing grocery stores at a faster rate than cities and towns. In some Midwest counties, there are no grocery stores. As small towns get smaller, that means fewer sales coming in the door for a grocery store. Some communities are coming up with innovative ways to keep their grocery stores. We will have that story in just a few minutes. There is a new chief of the Ferguson Police Department. Former St. Louis County Lieutenant Colonel Troy Doyle moves into the job less than a month after he retired from the county. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports. Doyle joined the county's police department more than 30 years ago and previously ran the county jail. His priorities include collaborating with the Ferguson community and following the consent decree. The decree requires the Ferguson Police Department make significant structural reforms amid findings that the department discriminated against black residents. St. Louis County Prosecuting Attorney Wesley Bell says his office is confident in Doyle's efforts to address these challenges of the decree. I think they're beneficial at the end of the day, but but it does offer challenges. I think he is an ideal uh, person to lead Ferguson, and I think he's going to do an excellent job. Doyle's appointment comes after he filed a racial discrimination lawsuit against the county in 2021. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. Two South Korean automakers are facing a federal lawsuit over their lack of a common anti-theft tool. St. Louis is suing Kia and Hyundai to force them to install engine immobilizers. Many of the company's older models lack the device, which prevents the engine from starting unless the right key is present. The two brands have accounted for more than 60 percent of the cars stolen in the city since May 2022. Mayor Tashara Jones says some have been used in other crimes. By refusing to follow industry standards, making their cars so easy that a child could do it, Kia and Hyundai created a public safety hazard in cities across the country and put a target on the backs of their customers. Kia says the lawsuit is without merit and the company has developed a software fix. Hyundai is touting its own software fix available on three models. The decision by St. Louis officials last year to increase employee wages by 3% with a $2,000 retention bonus has done little to help the refuse division. St. Louis Public Radio's Brittany Cordera reports. Although the city's hiring incentive remains in effect, residents are still complaining about trash not getting picked up on time. Alderman Joe Vaccaro says he hears those complaints all the time. He says the city could retain refuse division workers if they were paid more. When we're paying 16 or even $18 an hour for someone to drive a trash truck, and yet companies are paying 30 and $40 an hour, you just can't compete. The city says it's trying to train and recruit more heavy equipment operators by providing free commercial driver's license training to income-qualified people. I'm Brittany Cordera, St. Louis Public Radio. The University of Missouri system is no longer using diversity and inclusion statements for hiring and recruitment. It has a values commitment statement instead. President Moon Choi says school officials regularly review hiring practices to ensure they are lining up with the university's mission. His statement comes after reports the system's DEI statements were perceived as litmus tests and loyalty oaths. Spokesman Christian Basie says... 
The university wants to remain consistent with diversity and inclusion statements. As we were reviewing the language that is used in job postings, we realized that it was very inconsistent, that some departments used certain words and others used different words. The university will no longer use a DEI hiring rubric for faculty. The Illinois Senate has passed a measure requiring state agencies to create plans for phasing out plastic foodware. Democratic Senator Laura Fine is the sponsor. She says the proposal allows the state to lead the way on reusable products. We, as a government agency and body, can be responsible for setting the stage for allowing a reduction in single-use plastics. The measure is one of many in the General Assembly to limit plastic use. A different proposal in the Senate would ban agencies from offering plastic foodware at state parks. The House passed a measure last week banning some foam-to-go containers. Fine's proposal would require state agencies to track plastic foodware purchases and submit a plan to the General Assembly by fall 2025. Buying healthy food close to home is a challenge for many in rural areas. The U.S. Department of Agriculture reports 76 counties do not have a grocery store, including Ray County in western Missouri. Aaron Bonderson reports for Harvest Public Media on how some communities are grappling with food access. Highway 9 runs through the town of Emerson and doubles as Main Street. For years, this town of 800 had no grocery store. That's until Post 60 Market moved into the old American Legion building on Main Street last August. Manager Brian Horak wants new customers to find what they need. And if they're brand new, I say, if you don't see anything you like, and usually buy, let me know, I'll get it in here. And I'll bring it in, we'll see how it moves. Usually if somebody wants it, one person wants it, there's probably 10 others that want it, so it usually sells. The market is a co-op. The Emerson community invested nearly $160,000 in the store last spring. It's open to everyone, including those on the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, while investors also get benefits like discounts and dividends. But in many towns, a local grocery store is a thing of the past. Rural communities have been losing population for decades, making it harder for businesses to stay afloat. So as small towns get smaller, that means fewer sales coming in the door for a grocery store. That's Ryle Carver, who studies food access for the Rural Grocery Initiative at Kansas State University. She says big box stores and grocery consolidation have added even more pressure. But Carver says there are innovative approaches helping to keep stores in small towns. We've seen success with communities kind of becoming engaged through cooperatives, through public-private partnerships. We've even seen nonprofits and school-run grocery stores. For example, in tiny Cody, Nebraska, the public school district runs Circle C Market, a grocery store where students get school credit for their work. About eight students manage the store each semester, says teacher and store manager Liz Ravenscroft. I teach them how to do the different orders, so like pop order, chip order, I also have students that I teach how to do billing. The grocery store got started in 2008 with the help of several national organizations and a grant from the USDA. Today, the village of Cody, population 167, owns the building. The school district and a local nonprofit help finance it. Meeting the needs of an individual community is critical for keeping a grocery store open. When Laura and Don Palmer first started Prairie Market in Paulina, Iowa, eight years ago, they struggled. 
That's until they adjusted their hours, staying open nights and weekends for their customers who often have long work commutes. That's probably been the biggest thing is they appreciate the hours that they can actually get here. And on Sundays, you know, they're like, what did we do before you were open on Sundays, you know? Palmer says focusing on fresh food helps them stand out from nearby discount stores. They also want to appeal to current tastes. Palmer painted the store's facade teal as a nod to a well-known chain. My favorite store was Trader Joe's, and that's kind of what we have tried to replicate this after. You know, people come in the store, especially young people, they want to come in and they want it to be vibrant and clean and organized. Back in Emerson at the Post 60 Market, manager Brian Horak says two things allow rural grocers to provide service to their communities. Friendliness and cleanliness, that's the two key things. I mean, you get the Walmarts and Hy-Vees and stuff like that, but they're not going to know you by name. We're going to know you by name and we're going to know what you want. Horak says his goal is to get people to step into the store once. After that, he says they'll keep coming back. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Aaron Bonderson. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest. Ashley Listenby is the news director of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.